Good evening, beautiful people. How are we? Welcome to uh, special. This is really spongy. Welcome to special guest. Who has been to special guest before? First of all, that's comforting. Hi, hi, family, and hi, new family. Welcome. My name is Nigel. Wow, I should have probably led with that. I'm Nigel, so that you know now. Um, what's up? What's up? Um, this is my first time hosting a special guest, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a moment. It's feeling good. Love you back. This is this is the stage. Hi, stage. How you doing? Uh, the last time I was on this stage, I cried. Um, and it wasn't like bad tears, don't worry. It was, it was actually really beautiful. I was talking about a friend of mine who uh, means a lot to me and something happened to him and he shared it with me. So I shared it with the family and I got really emotional and I was like, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then I got hugged afterwards and I felt great. But this is what this is like. The stage is a very, very safe, warm, comforting, free space. So um, that being said, the rules of the game. You have 60 seconds to share a feeling, a thought, a party trick, anything you wish. Um, the family here will support you, will celebrate you, will clap you on stage. Because when you're over here, it's like, oh, should I go up now? I don't know. Is someone about to stand up? Maybe they're not. Oh, I just stood up and someone's already gone. Oh, I'm going to sit down. Um, so it, it can be a little bit weird. But trust me, once you get here, it's the best feeling. Um, and what we're doing as well is we're actually recording. So this is going to be the third episode of the podcast, the special guest podcast. Thanks to the ministry for hooking that up for us, recording and the space. Shout out the ministry. At the ministry, S-E-1. And if you want to share anything that happens here, it's at special guest LDN. Just sharing the love and the energy that's around. Hi, smiley faces. Oh, it's really nice up here, trust me. So, when your 60 seconds are up, there's going to be a light that signals the end of your 60 seconds, this beautiful green light. So when the 60 seconds are up, <laughs> the green light will come on, and we would like you to allow someone else. It's, I'm not kicking you off the stage, we're not kicking you off. We're just saying, hey, there's someone else that wants to share something, right? Positive, groovy. So, let's go. My name's Lewis. This is the second time I've been a special guest. Um, I'm from Stockport originally, just outside Manchester. I just want to say a big shout out to London. Like, I've lived in London. I've lived in London for six years now. First time I came to London, I was 21. It's for a job interview. Never even had an avocado before. So my life's changed a lot in the last few years. Um, but I think I just realised coming here, especially if you're not from here, just how much opportunity there are, how many different types of people you can meet, and there's just something to be said for getting out of a small town and expanding your horizons. So thanks again for London. You just gotta just gotta quiet the clapping, haven't you really? Just gotta get it up here. So end it for any anything possible. Um, so I'm gonna talk about uh, Sorry, I'm having a weird mind blank. I'm going to talk about the power of making new friends as an adult. Um, so, obviously, growing up, you have your, like, 
you have your friends that you went to school with, that you've known from a very, very young age, and they're kind of like, you know, your blood. They're kind of like your family. But as you grow older, they're the people that you don't necessarily see quite as often. But that's fine. They're the friendships that you can meet up with somebody having not even really spoken to them in, like, a year. And it's just like you're back at school and you're, like, 12 years old again and you're messing around. You have that deep kind of rooted connection. And then you meet people at university, if you went to university, in, in that kind of early 20s, late teens period of your life. And they're the people, that, they're your, like, teenage dirtbag friends. They're the people that you did fucking weird shit with. <laughs> <laughs> you experimented with, maybe you like, you know, they're the people that saw you fall in love for the first time, saw you get your heart broken for the first time, saw you get fucked up for the first time, <laughs> and the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time, infinity. Um, and then after that, they kind of, you know, we all kind of get thrown out into the world, and there's not these boundaries around us anymore that kind of, kind of guide us through life, you know, you kind of have to start working it out yourselves. And I think that's a really scary point, because you're not necessarily always being chucked in front of of new people, unless you're moving jobs and whatever. But I've really learned in the last, probably last year and a half or so, like I've made through a very heavily concerted effort to make a lot of new friends. And it's been such an amazing experience because the people that you meet in your late 20s, I'm, I'm 30 now, um, you, I know, baby face. <laughs> Good genes, baby. Um, yeah, the people that you meet, uh, you know, as an adult that your friends are, they like you purely for, for who you are. Like, your friends that you went to school with, they have to like you because you, they raised you. They made you like this. But, yeah, your friends, the people that you meet now, it's a, different, it's a different level, and it's very empowering to meet people in your late 20s that, that like you for you in the present moment. Georgie. That made me think of something. I was having a thought today. I was basically thinking that I think so often with relationships, even with friendships or potential in other realms, you're always kind of thinking about like five steps ahead a lot of the time. And something I realized quite recently, which I've just found really beautiful, is enjoying the journey you have with someone and like really getting to know them. Because I think a lot of the time, it's like you sometimes forget that it's that weird in-between space that's sometimes the most special, like where you don't know where it's going to end up. You don't even know where it really comes from, but like that new foundation you have with people is like the most beautiful thing in the whole world. I don't know, I think it's sometimes important to kind of remember like the magic that happens in that like new, growing, like nurturing phase you have with new people or new lovers or whatever the case is. And just remembering to like honor the process and not always be like thinking about what it means or where it's going. It's just like, yeah, really understanding and like fully respecting that beautiful little bubble you can make with people. It's like really special. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I my motivation to come today. Thank you. Um, my motivation to come today was like um, so basically my ex texted me for the first time like three months of radio silence, <laughs> and do you know what? I laughed honestly because it, it reminded me and it just reminded me so how far I've come and just like 
do you know what? I really let this youth like make me feel like shit. <laughs> like, I, that's genuinely what I was thinking. I was like, do you know what? I lost my clout for a bit then. Like, over you. I just couldn't believe it. The audacity, firstly, the audacity. And the best thing about a te- an ex texting you is like, just remember all those times where you hesitated and didn't text them first. It just makes it all so fucking worth it. All the more worth it because he's got a new girlfriend and he was like, I think I rushed into that a bit quick. And I was like, hmm. It's so fucking funny. Karma's a bitch. So I actually used the opportunity to ask him, like, because we were just having a regular conversation. And then I, I did the thing that Amy did in Love Island, which is ask for advice, but she asked it too early. So um, I asked it, I asked him, can you give me some feedback? So um, <laughs> we were giving each other feedback, and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Basically, I'm a 10 out of 10, and he, he ate shit. So thank you very much. I love you all. Hi. Okay, so I've eaten some cheese and did wine tasting, which I wasn't tasting a lot. I was was doing the wine bit of the tasting. And so, bear with me, right? Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm really bad with like social pressure and I felt like the clapping was getting a bit too much and I just couldn't take it, so I was like, somebody, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> okay, and also, you know, I've, do- I've done the special guest thing before, so I was like, you know, I've, I've already um, made a fool of myself more than once, so I have nothing to lose. Um, <laughs> and also, I feel like the people who are doing it for the first time, to you all, like, it's always so funny because the first round is like, it's almost like a full pay. You get people going like, <laughs> oh, I'm shy, I don't really know what, to, you know what to talk about. I was at work, blah, blah. And then by the third round, it's like, and then I put my whole fist up his ass. And it's like, <laughs> it's great. So for anybody who hasn't done that, you haven't seen like anything yet. And um, yeah, just, just wait for it. It's going to be great. <laughs> Sorry, this is a little bit weird for me because I don't do big things like this. Um, So my topic is basically about love. I fear the whole concept, the idea of love. I find it difficult to be emotionally attached to somebody. I grew up in a very sort of toxic household. So whatever love my parents had pretty much died as I got older. And so for me to fall in love or want to be in love with somebody else makes me scared. And um, I don't know how to overcome that, if I'm honest. Every time I want to be attached to somebody, to be honest, I feel like men are full of shit. And (laughs) that part, um, I (laughs) I genuinely feel like men are full of shit. I feel like it's easy for them to say sweet nothings, tell you what you want to hear, you know, say things because they feel like that's what you want. And to be honest, they kind of never fulfill anything that they say, their actions never marry up to what they say. And that's what my issue is. And that's why I feel like I can never be in love. I'm 
talking to somebody now that I'm really, really interested in, but I feel like he will not match up to what I want because he doesn't understand how to make what he says become an action. And I feel like because of the fact that I've always seen toxicity in my life from my parents, from family members and so forth, whoops, um, it's a little bit difficult for me to sort of grasp the actual reality that I will one day fall in love. I will fall in love with the guy that's going to be my husband, the guy that's going to be the father of my kids and so forth. And that is where I'm at currently in this position in life. It's hard for me to think, you know, I, it will change for me because I have no faith. Relationships in a path past for me haven't been successful haven't been happy and at this moment in time i am scared so i don't know what to do and that is where my my current predicament is so yeah hi everybody hi my name is shola hi hi so I want to say something on what you said. I forgot where you went. Where did you go? Oh, God. Oh, hi. <laughs> so um, basically, um, I work as a receptionist currently. And um, this lady that lives upstairs where I work um, basically told me that you need to look at people for what they are rather than what you want them to be. Because I think that we do that a lot. We, we look at... We <laughs> Wait, do you actually want me to say that again? Or was that just... <laughs> No, like you look at people for what you want them to be rather than what they are. Like, I feel like when people show you what they are, believe them. Don't, don't be like, oh, but maybe he was having a bad day or maybe this was, no, 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 no. That's what he is or that's what she is. And I think that you think that men are, tr well, not trash, but annoying or not very good because that's, that's who you, <laughs> that's, that's who you deal with. Like, if you deal with women, I think you'd have the same kind of perception about women. Like, we need to stop saying or giving men bad names because they're not all bad. It's, <laughs> like, as human beings, we're just like trashy people. Like, no offense. We're all like individual, like trash bags. Like, and when we come together, we're just better people. So we need to find someone that makes you better. And you're very, 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 sorry about my cursing. You're very fucking right. Relationships are scary and I don't understand why anybody feels like they're just oh normal things that you just fucking hop into they're not <laughs> like you that, you're literally meeting someone and you're like basically exposing yourself physically mentally everything you're so vulnerable and people just hop into them like they're nothing they're not nothing they're everything because you're giving that person a side of you that you don't show to anybody else so be careful when you go into you 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 have a right to be scared it's a it's a scary thing <laughs> like it's it's terrifying but yeah, yeah. um so middle names i was having this conversation earlier on with noof over here and my middle name is ah oh, man so, okay, I'm half Zimbabwean, half uh, Mozambican. And um, my middle name translates as that which dwells within the heavens. Right? Oh, yeah, when you, oh, when you translate it. Goodness, oh, shivers. Okay, uh, let me calm down. But really, when you say it in Shono, which is a Southern Bantu language, it is Jirikudenga, which is like, 
did you insult me or so I don't really I'm only just now really connecting with that because I never used to like it because it's my biological father's name and I have a really weird relationship with him so every time I would be like oh I have to put my name down I'm like oh it's him again <clears throat> but middle names are interesting and Noof is gonna tell us what her name means Like, I wasn't going to get up tonight, but I really love the film Bridesmaids, and that reminded me of it, you know, like when they're like, keep smiling. Do you know, like, but do you know what? Your name is Nathaniel, and that's my brother's name, so pick up your name. I, I'm going to share with you tonight, so I've got a tattoo that, that goes down here, and I think family's so important, and my mum put it on my, my wall as a, a kid, so I got it on me, and it's you have to take the good with the bad, smile when you're sad. Love what you've got and remember what you had. Always forgive, never forget. Learn from your mistakes, but never regret. People change, things go wrong. Just remember, life goes on. And I absolutely <laughs> live by it. And I, I want to share it with you guys because it's something that gets me through. If you ever feel down when you have them moments, you know, like I literally recite it or I'll look at my leg and it just makes me feel, you know, like good. But big up everyone, this is my first time here and I think. No, you're all fucking fantastic and you've all inspired me. Everyone that's come on here and everyone in this room, it's a, you've created such a safe environment for people to get up here and share and it's so important, so... Anyway. Yes, yes. Um, everyone's, I mean, everyone's been fairly serious today, so I'm going to attempt to follow suit, which is not really, it's not really like me. Um, but I was thinking a lot about happiness recently. I think a lot of us talk about happiness trying to understand, you're already laughing, you know, it's some jokes. And, uh, yeah, but I've been thinking about happiness. Like, um, I've been doing a lot of reading on it. I've been speaking to a load of people on it. I've been doing affirmations. And I think everyone is like, looking for happiness. And what I've learned, I think, in the last decade is that the key to happiness, for me, is following people on Instagram whose life is shitter than yours. <laughs> like... Now seriously, you should try it, you know, like set up a fake account and just try it. You'll feel better. All that stuff about men, it would just, it would seep, it would seep out. And there's a couple of, like, also I think I, I wanted to talk a little bit about my family. Like I, I do love them. But there's a couple of things, man. Like, my uncle needs to sort his priorities out, I think. He's got a MacBook Pro, a Kindle, an iPad, and a Blackberry, but no teeth. <laughs> like, he's got no fucking teeth. Like, what are you doing, bro? Um, my sister celebrated not too long ago. She passed her driving test on the 10th time. The 10th time, you know. That's not passing, is it? That's the driving instructor choosing life. That, I mean, I've got more, but I'm just gonna thanks for putting up with me. Alrighty, um, I'm Michael, I'm from Austria. So the, and 
uh, speaking of the driver driving thing, I'm here to complain about British drivers. Um, because what I really don't get is, why the fuck don't you st stop when I'm trying to cross the street? Like he, in Austria, when a pe uh, someone is on the street, we slow down. We don't want to hit them with the car. But here, here you need the fucking whatever this thing is, like the, the giant pole with the light on it, and then sometimes people will stop. But what, what the fuck? Like, um, like in Austria, how it works, we, we see a car, signal to the person, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm about to cross, and then we cross. Here, I do that, and the person in the car is like, I don't know what there's like, listening to Beatles or something, I don't know, <laughs> thinking about the Queen or something, and they just keep on driving, like, oh crikey, maybe he w I will just... I hope my car will not be hit too hard or too damaged when I hit him. Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm here since Sunday, and... I've, I've been almost hit by a car already six times. What the fuck? So yeah, I don't get that, so please tell me what the fuck are you learning in driver's head? Because I don't get it. Hi, I just want to talk about middle names for a second. So um, I'm Indian and I'm Gujarati, so that's like, I think that's like east, northeast of India, I don't know. Anyway, so for your middle name when you're born, you get your dad's first name. Uh, so my name is Neelam Lakshman Kashwala. Lakshman's my dad's first name. And then when I get married, <laughs> this is not a laughing matter, um, <laughs> if I get married, <laughs> um, I take my husband's first name to be my middle name and then his surname to be my surname. So say if I get married to like Peter Smith, um, my name would be Neelam Peter Smith. Like, that's my name. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> but that's not going to happen, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, because I feel like your identity is your name, and you own that. So, but then, how do you break out of the patriarchy? Because, like, your surname is your dad's name. My middle name is my dad's first name. So I'm sort of in this like pickle. Not like I don't go to sleep at night thinking about it, but like, what the hell? Um, good job I'm not getting married. <laughs> That's all I came to say. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to get up again, but I actually have a lot to say about names because um, I had three names and one of them was my dad's surname and there was always this thing about like you don't take your husband's surname because um, that, that's the patriarchy and I was always like, well, I have this guy's surname and I don't even like him that much. So like, what do you do about that? And so long story short, I took my ex-boyfriend's surname. So now I have my ex-boyfriend's surname. It's very normal. Um, <laughs> But he actually, what I liked was that he actually originally had his mum's surname, but he changed it to his dad's surname. I mean, that was a whole other issue. But so basically what I wanted to say was, you can choose your name. I could have changed it to anything. And I actually threw an extra middle name in there because I thought, fuck it, I want to choose one name. Because we were actually going to choose a new surname together, which probably I'm glad that we did. Also, his surname was better. So like, I just got a better surname. Jackson. 
was good. So like, I just got a better surname. And now, and he was like, when we broke up, he was like, are you going to keep your surname? I was like, yes, yeah, a lot better than my last surname. Obviously, I'm going to keep it. But I also threw an extra middle name in there. So if you want, you can just fucking change your name. Do you know how easy it is? You just fill out, a th you just print a thing and then you sign it. And then that's your name. <laughs> you don't have to pay anyone. Rosanna Ella Lee Jackson. And I put, I put Lee in there because Lee Miller was a photographer that I really loved. And she chose her first name because she was called Elizabeth, but she was like, fuck this, I'm going to be called Lee. And I was like, I like that. So that was going to be my surname originally, but I, patriarchy. <laughs> For those who don't know me, I'm Matt's mom. <laughs> I don't know where Matt is. There he is. There he is. And first thing, I want to apologise because I didn't give any of my children middle names. So I'm, I am really, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really bad about that. So um, David, there and Matt, if you actually want to change your name, like go ahead. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is um, sex. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, Matt is now disappearing. No, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's not quite like that. Um, so, <laughs> the third round is usually the point where I get to go, like, oh my God, I'm in the same room as my son, and everyone's talking about various things that I've like, had to go and look up. But, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I'm going to talk about faking it. And, um, <laughs> No, 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 don't get too excited, it's not, it's not, it's not actually faking it, and that's my husband over there, so, <laughs> no, um, and, and Matt is looking like he's going to faint now, so, <laughs> no, um, I don't know if you came last time, but I, I, the venue last month would have heard me say that I was going on holiday with Matt and I was going to take a drum with me and I did and I learned to play the drum and I performed on Wednesday at an open mic and I also I'm also now a member of a band after two weeks so while <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, so what I wanted to say is, like, actually just go for it. And I'm, like, um, 52. And just keep, just keep going for it. And if it doesn't work, do something else. And whoever was having a problem with love, right, it didn't go right the first time. Well, it did, because I got three gorgeous boys. But the second time round, like, he's over there. And he's just gorgeous. So, like, go for it. <laughs> A little bit too short. Hey, beautiful people. Stunning. It's fucking stunning. So on the concept of uh, friendship, love, loving yourself, I've been up here before and I've fucking cried. I've fucking talked about suicidal moments. I've talked about the fucking journey. I've talked about loads of shit, mostly kind of negative but turning towards positive, but I think I've turned a corner. Mm. Therapy. Fucking big up therapy. I've gone to therapy, I've been listening to myself, I've been setting some fucking boundaries, cut off communication with the toxic ex, with emotional fucking 
shit throwing at me, projecting back at me. And I've moved a lot, I've moved a lot throughout my life. I felt lonely, I felt down, I felt suicidal, I felt up, I felt all sorts of shit. But then recently, in the last few weeks, after kind of cutting off communication and I've moved into a place, I'm luckily living by myself at the moment, I'm house sitting, and I fucking had to become friends with myself. And there's so much talk about good friendships and what love is, but fuck all that. Before, like, what you need to do before you do any of that, before you go out and start connecting with people and loving someone, you need to fucking connect with yourself. And it's fucking scary. It's fucking scary. You sit there. I got stoned and I got looked at myself in the mirror for about 10 minutes. I was picking blackheads and I was like, what the fuck? Why is there so much shit in my face? And then I like looked back at the mirror and I was like, why do I have this fucking parted haircut shit? And I was like, oh, that's some heteronormativity bullshit that I was trying to subscribe to when I lived in Australia with a bunch of toxic white men. I don't need that. But I fucking turned the corner. I fucking turned the corner. And I started feeling myself, started listening to myself, and I've been going out there and I want to talk about the word spice. I know I've already been a minute, sorry. But I want to talk about the word spice, and I was just talking to Hannah back there about the word spice. And that spice to me is that self-love, is that listening to yourself and knowing what the fuck you want, knowing what the fuck's good for you, what's nurturing you, what's positive for you. I don't give a fuck about what anyone else thinks to do, especially in London when there's this exhibition, there's that thing, there's this thing. Listen to what you want to do. What feels good for you? Are you tired and it's Friday? Fucking stay home, get stoned, order some Indian food, and fucking love yourself. Maybe have a wank, I don't know. Do what you want to do. But also, if you're feeling the fucking spice and you want to go get laid, fucking go do something. Go fucking go out there. Go out there and be like, yes, bitch, I'm fucking ready. And you feel that spice, but that spice is always there. It's in every single one of us. But fucking feel the spice. And if it's not lit right now, fucking get a lighter and fucking ignite that fucking shit. Oh, oh, oh. Fucking light that fucking spice, baby. And I'm telling you, once you fucking do that hard work, once you spend that 10, 20 days by yourself fucking like in it, you're being like, am I fucking shit? Am I ugly? Am I fat? I don't know. And then you go, fuck that. I'm good. Feel the spice, love yourself, and that fucking, that energy will come right back to you. Cut out the shit. It's gonna be amazing. Hi. My name's Fred, it's my first time here as well. Um, so I guess I wanted to come up here to give some um, advice on the directions in this building. Um, because in between uh, the first and second stage, I had a bit of a mishap. Um, so was sort of, um, yeah, went, decided I wanted the loo, um, was following a few people out. And, and a few of you will probably know this story already because I definitely saw some of you. Um, and yeah, anyway, there's a VC sign just out there. So I sort of walked through that, following some people, got downstairs and there was sort of like this weird like salon thing. And then like the, the smallest DJ booth and you like walk past and you're just like dancing a little bit. The door opened, I thought this is kind of cool, like unisex lose, no urinals. So I like went to the end, there's a little cubicle, did my business. Came back out, was at the sink, sloping down, like a few people that I recognised from the crowd. I was just like, yeah, just washing my hands, checking myself out in the mirror. Um, and I was like, it's a bit weird that I've literally only seen women in this loo. Um, and so like, as I walked out, I was like, I'll just check the door sign. And I like, looked at it and it was like, F on the door. Um, and I was like, that's cool for Fred. Um, and, and so if anyone wants directions to the Fred loo, downstairs on your left, past the salon.
my name's Susan. Um, I'm not going to lie, this is a bit scary. Um, uh, <laughs> um, basically, I wanted to talk about life. Um, so I moved to London just over a year ago. I'm from Manchester originally. <laughs> and um, yeah, how do you deal with losing yourself? Like, losing a part of yourself, how do you bring that back? Because I think that's one thing that I'm currently struggling with. Like, I look, look at myself in the mirror and I don't recognize myself. And that's not what I kind of envisioned, envisioned for myself when I moved here. I thought, you know, I would kind of flourish a bit more, but I've just, like, lost a part of me. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Sorry, sorry for being a downer. <laughs> Yo, um, I'm Falls in the pinky, pinky promise chain. What's up? Um, so that point around like losing yourself when you move here—that's um, something that I probably have a little bit of, like, kind of like personal experience with or whatever. So I've been here. Obviously, I'm not from London. Probably tell from the accent. Also, fell in Northern in London. Big up. Um, so I'm from a place called Wakefield, West Yorkshire, near Leeds. Because the first thing I ever say when I'm from Wakefield is, "Where the fuck is Wakefield? The cribs are from Wakefield." Wakefield's most famous sons, pick up the cribs. Um, but, um, but the, I, I felt the exact same way. Like the first like year that I spent in the city was like a, uh, no, it was like a year of like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I don't know why the fuck I came here. The reasons that I came here were kind of not, not playing out the way that I expected them to play, but like, Stick with it. I've been here four years now, and I, it feels like home. It's felt like home for like a long time now, and it, every, I kind of every extra day that I spend here, I'm like I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. So like, just stick with it. Like, you know, stay the course. Like, hang in there. Like, it's gonna get better. And there are so many awesome opportunities that this city will open up to you. That when you experience them, they'll happen, and you're like, this would never would have fucking happened if I stayed up north. And this never would have happened if I'd not like pushed myself out of my comfort zone and like gone away from like this bubble of you know like this small community of people that I knew up north and kind of spent all my time with. Um, so yeah, pick up to London, but stay with it. it it'll get there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm quite short. So I have so much to talk about. I'm a Gemini. I have too many thoughts in my head, but. I have a couple of things to say because a couple of things that really like got to me was one when you guys were talking about love and one thing I really really realized is that love starts from loving yourself because if you don't love yourself then how do you expect someone else to love you right secondly another thing that really really got to me was another thing about family I grew up in a really toxic home and my parents got divorced quite early at a young age and I didn't really get much opportunity because I was moving around quite a lot from country to country so I didn't get the best education so I knew I had to work hard but then I learned you don't need to learn you, you don't need to work hard you need to work smart and going back to what one of you actually said about affirmations and that really really stood out to me because i started doing that when i was really low 
Like, I remember in 2011, I got attacked by a pit bull. I was teared apart. I ended up in hospital. I had like three plastic surgeries. And I was, I had post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, I was so depressed. I was down. I lost my home. I became homeless. And I ended up in a hostel, like, in Soho. So, I mean, it was Soho, right? It was still a good area. But it was hard. Um, I didn't want to be a victim. I didn't want to feel sorry for myself because I felt like I'd gone through so much already, like, moving from country to country, not getting an opportunity. Being from Iran, by the way, I am friendly. Like, I'm going to blow my heart. Please do visit Iran because can I just tell you guys something? beautiful, the people are amazing, it's not what you hear about in the media, right, yeah, it's not like that at all, we are, you know, we're carefree people, we, we love life, and it goes back to a lovely lady that I met in the back as well, but it goes back to a conversation we had about being judged, I grew up my entire life in Holland, in London, I've been here all the time, like, this is all I know, this is my home. But when I tell people I'm from Iran, I feel like I get judged really quickly. It's like people's face drops, like it just changes. And it's like, yo, we're all human. Yeah, we're all trying to find our way. We're, we're trying to be strong. Anyway, I think I went off on one. But what I was trying to say is I got myself out of a hole just because I started believing in myself and in my abilities. And I ended up with a pretty good job, right? I don't know what a pretty good job. And I work in Mayfair. I met the most amazing people. And if it wasn't for Chantal Wiggins right there, I wouldn't be here tonight. So, first of all, shout out to you. Shout out to Candace. Shout out to, it was Max, right? And Max's mom and dad. <laughs> put this entire thing together, which has been amazing. And it's been lovely to meet Sarge. Amazing free spirits. And thank you very much. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> More blessings to you guys. So, um, uh, I'm hearing a lot of stories from uh, a lot of women talking about, like, love is scary. So imagine how us guys feel when we battling with this thing called pride. I'm not sure if you, a lot of people know, like, men and pride go side and, like, hand in hand. So, when a guy, for example, hey, for, so, when a guy breaks down his pride and actually becomes vulnerable, to a girl, that is the scariest shit ever for us guys. It's literally scary because I remember like sending a text to like uh, my ex when I felt like first fell in love, like old school. Work. We're not gonna talk about that. <coughs> yeah, so it's like I just pulled up and I just started to express my feelings. I was just like, rah, like it was crazy. So I started texting. I was like, I told you I'm not like the other guys that you dated. I told you that trying to be perfect is overrated. I told you that. I would keep it real. I told you that sex wasn't part of the deal. You told me that I make you feel special. Babe, I just treated us as equals. I know you met some little pricks in your days, but don't blame all guys. Some use with dicks for a brain. Yeah. You have that understanding, socializing and fruitful planning. You're insecure. Wait, hold up, baby, wait, wait. You're insecure, but you secure the one thing you secured for sure, which was a young man with ambitions and dreams, treating you like it, my princess. I got taught by my queen. Thank you.
my first time. Um, <laughs> and I also came alone, so I was encouraged to come because, like, you know, that will make the experience. Like. So I want to speak about middle names. I have a first name, six middle names, and then my surname. <laughs> Nigeria, and uh, my the, I go by my first middle name, and everyone in England normally calls me Demola, like all my friends call me Demola, but that's not how you say it, and that's not what my family call me, that's not what my siblings call me. So I've been living outside England for a year, and everywhere that I was living, in their accents, they would call me something that was basically the right pronunciation. So I got back to this country, and it just felt very unnatural to be called Demola, the name that I've been called since I started nursery. Um, so now I just started law school and I've been introducing myself as Damala, which is what my family call me. And people now call me Damala. And I was just thinking today, it's just so weird and it almost feels like a privilege to be called by my name. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Hi again, hi, hi. So um, what you said about names is very correct because basically my name is Adishola, well, my name is Adishola, that's how you pronounce my name. Like that's, that's the Yoruba pronunciation of my name, but a lot of, <laughs> a lot of like um, Western people pronounce it Adishola and I feel like it gives me two personas. Like as Adishola, I'm like, oh hi, my name is Adishola, so how are you? And then as Adishola, it's like, yes, my name is Adishola, yes, how are you? <laughs> And it's, it's just crazy how your name gives you your personality and gives you how you act between people. But um, yeah, I just want to say that. Thank you. <laughs> just on the conversation about pronunciation. So um, obviously everyone knows me as Pfizer, but at home I'm Facer. Um, and it's awkward because regular mention, my little brother, my 10-year-old brother, always keeping me fucking woke. <laughs> and I'm pretty woke. <laughs> so um, he said to me, people don't call me my name at school. And it's anglicising has just been an issue throughout all of language, really. Like, things like chocolate, originally chocolate, and so on. Like, when I, when I did English language, um, they, we did a whole unit about how words have been anglicised and actually as the diaspora we've, we've kind of accepted that with our own fucking names <laughs> and it's a bit mad um, so if I get called that outside of my home I feel awkward and it's authoritative and it's like oh like I feel like my mom's calling after me but then Pfizer is this other other identity that some people have described which is really interesting but it's quite hard to, to tell that 10 year old like why he should demand people to pronounce his name properly because he literally says back to me, people don't pronounce your name properly. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so if you guys need to figure out what to do in life and be woke, get a 10 year old. They'll fucking tell you about your life immediately. <laughs> I just had to push myself up, otherwise I would not have come yes. up. Um, my name's Brogues Cousins McNeelance, by the way, because it's kind of long as well. Brogues Cousins McNeelance, but Brogan, but Brogues, it's Brogues. Um, and I'm just going to talk about something really random, because I was like, what subject really activates me? And that's potatoes, because I feel like we can all really bond over the fact that, like, potatoes are so cheap, but they're so versatile. Like, you can literally pick up a massive two-kilogram bag for about 50p, but you can slice it, you can dice it, you can turn it into crisps, you can turn it into fries, you can mash it, you can, like, grate it, 
turn it into like a rusty, rusty. Um, and just basically, potatoes are really fantastic. And if you don't eat potatoes, then you're missing out. <laughs> Nearly fell on stage. Um, so I think I'm part of the fifth pinky chain link, but I actually don't think I signed up to that, so I don't think why, I don't understand why I'm here. Um, and my name's Dina, and I've had Dina, Dina Vagina, Dana, and I won't even get you started on my second name, which is Chohan, so it gets way more difficult. Um, I'm going to do a general awareness piece, because um, I was speaking to the girl next to me, and we started talking about things that we watch, and then she was like, I'm dyslexic, and I was like, so am I. And um, at work, I'm gonna do a talk about dyslexia because we're trying to do this inclusion program, and I've been researching it more. And, oh God, this is difficult. Um, dyslexia is a common learning difficulty that causes problems, that cause problems with reading, writing, and spelling. There's a lot more to it, but I won't carry on as you can see how difficult this can be. Um, and like a learning, a learning disability, intelligence isn't affected. And I think we've talked a lot about like loving yourself. And I think one of the things when you're dyslexic, you're so harsh on yourself. And for me, there's a real disconnect between like letters, words, and thoughts. And that's where it's like really difficult. And doing this is really difficult because I'm not very good at being put on the spot. So having the words to come out right is so hard. Um, but in general, I think I'm sometimes I'll be doing like presentations or talks or like typing in front of other people. And I'm like, shit, I spelled that so wrong, but I actually don't know what the letter, like the next letter might be. I've had issues having to spell and, and I've been, I've, I've been spelling and for my whole life. And like, I'm sometimes like, and it sounds like and, and that begins with a, and then I can get there. And it's like, oh, okay, slowly I get there. Um, but in general, I think sometimes it's so hard. We're so hard on ourselves and can be so hard on each other. But I think you just have to be like, fuck it, this is me. I come with everything. And um, part of the loving yourself, just take it and embrace yourself. Um, I was creeping towards the microphone because I was just making sure there weren't any like, like, you know, when someone's about to get off the chair, because that is the end. Thank you so much, everyone who's taken part. It's always a pleasure to be in this space, sharing it with you. It's really not like, I'm, I'm just a, a humble guide. You are truly what makes this uh, such a special thing to be a part of. So if you wanna come to another special guest event in London, please check out our website, specialguesthq.com. Thanks to the ministry again for having us. I've been your host, Nigel Rwende. You can find me on all social channels at Nigel Rwende, R-U-W-E-N-D-E. See you at the next one. Love you. Bye. Yeah? Groovy.